live inside Royal High School here in Elroy, Wisconsin, as we get set for this regional final showdown between the Independence Gilmington Indies and the Royal Panthers. Mitchell Speltz and Dave Carlson with you on the call for this one tonight. Both these teams coming off maybe a little bit of an excruciating night last night. Both of them had to overcome deficits. We had Independence Gilmington's game against Elma Center Lincoln. They were down 29-20 to in the second half with about 13 minutes to play. This Royal team trailed by 10 points at halftime, 30-20, to but were down 17-2 to to start that game out at home against 10C Blair Taylor. They'd rallied strong, 25-9 run for them to finish the game, and they won by 4, 48-44. And now it's all on the line tonight, a regional final here tonight, Dave. And you got to love tournament time, Mitchell, because you never know what's going to happen to the higher seed goes the spoils of a home game. But uh, the Indies tonight hoping to storm the castle yes. and come away with the victory. And you can hear the Indies taking the court a little bit here. you got a good crowd of Indy fans making the trip about an hour and a half southeast here to Elroy as they'll be well represented tonight. Winner of this game goes to the sectional semifinals in Lacrosse Logan next Thursday. They'll either play top seed Cochrane Fountain City or four seed Cashton, another Dareland versus Scenic Bluffs conference matchup in that half of the bracket. But we are just getting started here on our pregame show from Royal High School. You'll hear from head coach John Zilla coming up throughout the pregame, and we will come back with more after this here on WH. Mitchell Speltz and Dave Carlson back with you live here from Elroy, Wisconsin, home of Royal High School, getting set for this regional final matchup between Royal and Independence Gilmington. We look at this team at Royal. Uh, Dave, this is the one that's lost just two games this year. Both came to Bangor, who went undefeated in their league. They got a four seed in the Division Four bracket. They moved up this year. But for Royal, they haven't lost in a while because they've only lost twice, obviously, but had to really overcome a feisty Blair Taylor team, kind of one you'd least want to see on your road to state considering what they just did last year. But they survived at home, and now they get a tenacious Independence Gilmington team who can really defend. And you saw that up close back on Tuesday. Yeah, sure, sure did. Uh, they... The, Indi the, the Indies just gave Olivastrom fits. A lot of turnovers forced. Uh, it took a little while for the offense to get going, but once they did, then they were able to pull away. Had to fight off that tough, scrappy Olivastrom yep. team down the stretch. And, you know, um, the, the thing, and I think you, you mentioned this, we talked about this a little bit, this back-to-back -back you don't face very often in the regular season, if at all. And nope. this is going to be a challenge. Uh, who's got the better depth? Uh, who's got the better stamina, conditioning, mm -hmm. it all comes down to that. And it's quick preparation as well. Obviously, you don't want to get prepared for this game if you're not sure you're going to be there because you don't want to overlook your previous opponent. And obviously, Royal had a nice, easy win in their first-round matchup but had to fight through it yesterday, but they did get there. Both these teams had to come from behind, and the good thing about playing 24 hours later, it's easy to put that last game in their rearview mirror and get set for this one. But Winner of this one heads to the sectional semifinal. Either top seed Cochrane Fountain City or four seed Cashton awaits. We'll come back with more pregame coverage in a few minutes here on WHTL. Our, Our pregame coverage continues here from Royal. Mitchell Speltz and Dave Carlson with you on hand for this regional final matchup between Royal and Independence Gilmington. When you want to talk about teams set up well for the future, Dave, I think both of these teams would be very much in that category. This is a very young Indy Gilmington team. We've seen that throughout the year. Four freshmen, five sophomores, pretty much all of them are in the rotation. On the flip side for Royal, they've got seven freshmen listed on their roster, three sophomores, three seniors. One of those seniors is a very good one in Mara Gruen, one of the best players in the state, averaging 21 points, 12 rebounds a game. That's pretty good. 
and Mitchell, you've done a lot more girls games than I have this year. But the thing that jumps out to me is it, it just I don't know if it's just a cyclical thing, but there seems to be a lot more teams that are are more heavy on freshmen yep. and, and might partly be because, you know, you got smaller numbers at a smaller school. But these freshmen are good enough to make the varsity roster. And a lot of them are getting some really quality playing time. I think this, the future for basketball on the girls side specifically is well set for the next few years. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of youth, especially in the Dairyland Conference, that's set to really take center stage next season. To finish up on Royal, talked about Mara Gru and they're leading her team in really every statistical category. She's got a couple of her sisters on this team as well. Bria Gruen averages 10 and 8 as a sophomore and junior. Brooklyn Gruen averages 7 and 5 as a junior. So the Panthers go through the Gruens, it appears. They've got a lot of firepower between those three sisters, and we'll see how the Indies match up with them tonight. Speaking of the Indies, John Zilla is their head coach. I had a chance to catch up with him for a few minutes. You will hear that conversation when we return here on WHTL. From small town. Our pregame coverage continues live here from Royal High School. Pleased to be joined by the coach of Independence Kilmington and John Zilla. John, they say survive in advance for a reason. You guys pulled out another one yesterday against Elma Center Lincoln, rallied from nine down the second half. But ultimately, what was your takeaway from yesterday's win? It's just like you said, survive in advance. It was a physical game like we thought. Uh, they kind of muck it up a little bit. They're a very physical team, and we're physical, so it probably doesn't look good on the outside. A lot of turnovers. Like I said, physical play inside. And, man, just to get out of there, I thought we kept our composure there. Being down by nine, we got a quick 7 nothing run to get back in the game. Uh, Addie Pranjinski came up with two big threes for us that were just huge to get over that hump and uh, somehow got a win. I wanted to follow up with Pranjinski there because those two threes essentially felt like it changed the game. It got the crowd back into it. The second one gave your team the lead after you were down by nine, as mentioned. But for someone who really didn't score prior to that to come out and knock back-to-back threes, how much did you feel the momentum kind of switch in that instance there? It's huge. You know, sometimes you're down by that nine, ten-point mark and you get it down to like two or three and just like that they're back up by seven it's kind of frustrating so for us to get over the hump I thought it was really huge and then the crowd got into it and we just fed off that for some defensive energy at least from my vantage point yesterday it didn't look like you were all that panicked yesterday when you were down by nine now I could be wrong would you keep it internal or do you always kind of have a feeling you know what a run is coming for us at some point in this game I always feel our defense is going to turn up the intensity. We're going to make a run. And, you know, we were getting really good looks. We just weren't finishing at the basket. And sometimes that's the way it goes. And, unfortunately, we've been on the bad end of some offense this year with some issues. But I thought Nora did a really good job of getting to the rim. We just couldn't finish. I wanted to follow up with her specifically because she did a really good job. It seemed like getting to the rim at will yesterday, and obviously there were some looks she didn't finish. But how important is it to kind of tell her to keep her head up and just keep attacking despite maybe coming up a little bit short at the rim, but to just keep doing it, they'll eventually fall at some point. Yeah, you probably saw where I took her out there for maybe 30 seconds or a minute, and we had a little talk there, a little chat about just keeping her head because I saw her getting a little frustrated. But she was doing a lot of other good things. I think she entered the game with 12 rebounds, got some steals for us, getting to the rim. And sometimes girls only look at their shots. If the shots aren't falling, they get frustrated. But she does so many other things well that I'll take that any day. One thing Lincoln did pretty well yesterday was kind of take away your transition game. But it seemed like Arabelle Nisley really helped spark some defense to offense moments. And that seemed like what started that 10-0 run for you guys to get you the lead back. How important was her effort defensively or really her overall play to help you get that victory last night? 
Oh man, she she does it all. I mean, she really keeps her composure, does a nice job, doesn't get frustrated. And her and Nora do such a good job at the top of the two, three, getting deflections. And even if we, if we get some steals underneath, they're out on the break and finishing. And that's huge because we struggle in the half-court offense. So we need to get out and transition. We need to force turnovers. And how important is it to get the inside game kind of reestablished tonight? Because it seemed like both Dana girls were kind of kept quiet yesterday. It was your guards that kind of got downhill. But to get some more points in the paint from your bigs, how important is it to kind of reestablish that here tonight? It's going to be important. I mean, you, you always need that. We need something inside. And so today we're hoping to get something down there. At the same time, when we do our dribble penetration, we have to look when the help comes, be able to dish it off. Talk with head coach John Zilla of Independence Gilmington. Before I let you go, a quick turnaround, obviously, going from Friday to Saturday and now playing a regional final here tonight against a Royal team you're seeing for the first time this year. So ultimately, to get the win, advance to sectionals, what do you want to see or what has to happen for your team tonight? You know, I think we have to break their one-through-one trap. Uh, they feed off that. They do a very nice job. They do a nice job in their half-court defense. And also on offense, on defense on our side, we have to really find a way to stop the Gruen girl. She, she poses a big threat. Obviously, she's a first-team All-State player. So we have to know where she is at all times. John, we really appreciate a few minutes here. Best of luck tonight. Thank you, Mitchell. John Zilla, head coach of Independence Gilmington. We're back with more after this here on WHD. We are back live here from Royal High School as we get set for the opening tip between the Indies and the Royal Panthers here in this regional final matchup. Warm-ups are underway inside the gymnasium here, about 20 minutes from the opening tip. Winner of this game, as mentioned before, will go either will go to Logan to face either Cochrane Fountain City, the top seed, or four seed Cashton. You just heard head coach Sean Zilla for Independence Gilmington. And Dave, going back to that conversation, one thing that Lincoln really did a good job of taking away yesterday was the transition game. There wasn't a whole lot there for the Indies, and this is a team that does have its struggles in the half court. That goes back to the game you saw on Tuesday as well. So how important is it for them to try and find a way to get some easy points tonight? Because for a team like them and a game like this and what it could be, every point's going to matter. Indy Gilmanton had a chance to put Oliva Strum away numerous times the other night, and uh, they just honestly beat themselves with the turnovers, unforced errors, and come tournament time, that's something you just have to cut down on because as you go on, the teams get tougher and tougher, and yet, you, you know, you they're going to throw everything they can at you, try to exploit those weaknesses. And doing the little things will be very important as well. Both these teams struggle from the free throw line that's been well documented a few times by us on the Indy Gilmington side of things. They are shooting just 47%. From the free throw line, they around 50 yesterday. Didn't attempt a whole lot, but they made them when they counted down the stretch. As for Royal, they left some points on the line yesterday as well. Overall, they are 48% from the free throw line. Not quite where you want to be, but that could be an ultimate difference maker in this kind of game. Yeah, and you know, the, the calendar uh, says it's still February, but the weather yes. and the atmosphere and the electricity says March Madness is in full, full bloom already. It's a two-versus-three seed matchup. Winner claims the regional title. We'll take another break. When we return, we'll have the starting lineups for you right after this here on WHT. We continue live here from Royal High School, Elroy, Wisconsin, the location for this regional final matchup between the Independence Gilmington Indies and the Royal Panthers. Now time for tonight's starting lineups. First for Independence Gilmington, who is 19-7 overall in the year, counting their win yesterday 
11-2 in the Dairyland Conference. Their two defeats were to the top seed in the sectional in Concord Fountain City. At guard, a sophomore, Arabelle Nisley, first-team all-conference selection in the Dairyland Conference, averaging better than 13 points and six rebounds a game. At guard, a senior, Addison Pronjinski, averaging six points a game along with four rebounds. At guard, a freshman, Nora Shank. She is averaging just shy of nine points a game along with five and a half rebounds. At forward, a junior, Cassidy Dano. She's averaging five points and five rebounds per game. And at forward, a sophomore, Makaya Scow. She's averaging just under nine points a game this year along with six rebounds a contest. Again, for Independence Gilmington, it's Arabelle Nisley, Addie Pronjinski, Nora Shank, Cassidy Dano, and Makaya Scow. Three guards and two forwards, one freshman, two sophomores, one junior, and one senior. They are led by head coach John Zilla. And now for the Royal Panthers, who are 24-2 this season, 12-2 in the Scenic Bluffs Conference, finished second in the league only to Bangor, who beat them twice and finished 14-0. Their starting lineup looks like this. At senior, or at forward, at senior, Gracie Stanick, she's averaging three points, three rebounds a game. At forward, a junior, Brooklyn Gruen. She averages seven points and five rebounds a contest. At forward, another senior, their second-leading scorer, Casey Jones, averaging 13.5 points a game along with four rebounds. At guard, a sophomore, Bria Gruen, and she is averaging just shy of 10 points a game along with eight rebounds and three and a half assists. And at guard, a senior, one of the best players in the area, Mara Gruen. She's averaging 21 points a game, 12 rebounds, and five and a half assists on the season. Once again, the starting lineup for Royal, Gracie Stanick, Brooklyn Gruen, Casey Jones, Bria Gruen, and Mara Gruen. The Gruen are all sisters. Head coach for the Royal Panthers is Andrew Dolan. The Panthers starting five is consisting of two guards, three freshmen, along with three seniors, one junior, and one sophomore. Those are the starting lineups for tonight's regional final matchup. A spot in the sectional semifinals is on the line for next Thursday at Lacrosse Logan High School. We'll take one final break when we come back. It's the start of this matchup between Royal and Independence Gilmington. It's coming up next here on WHTL. Less than 10 minutes away from the start of our regional final matchup between Independence Gilmington and Royal. Before we get to the opening tip-off tonight, Dave, we're just a few minutes out from the anthem. One thing you're looking for tonight to see who comes out on top and advances. Well, I think it's going to be who handles the pressure uh, you know, that the defense is going to throw at them because you know that's going to be the key to the game is, is who commits less turnovers because uh, Indy Gilmanton, that's been a little bit of a bugaboo for them this year. And what you don't want to do is you don't want to go down early in a big way to a you know, team that's got the home advantage. Andy's had turnover problems yesterday. They did on Tuesday as well. This Royal team averages 17 turnovers a game on their side of the ball. And that was one thing Coach Zilla mentioned to me in the pregame is that they had to find a way to break their 1-3-1 trap. They're very aggressive near the center court line. And we'll see if Indy can take care of the basketball and get more shot attempts because that was something they didn't get a whole lot of in the first half yesterday. Had just 16 points at half, but really broke it open in the late stages of the second after going down by nine. But two teams who had to persevere through it yesterday came back to win and now have a spot to earn their right into the sectional semifinal round on Thursday. We'll take one last break when we come back. The start of this 
final sem or regional final matchup between Independence Gilmington and Royal. The start is next here on WHTL. What real? It is regional final Saturday, and we are set for a great showdown tonight here in Elroy, Wisconsin, home of Royal High School as the number two seed Royal Panthers host the three-seat Independence Gilmington Indies. Winner to the sectional semifinal on Thursday at Lacrosse Logan to take on either top seed Cochran Fountain City or four seed Cashton. Mitchell Speltz alongside Dave Carlson for this one. Third consecutive playoff game. We've got Independence Gilmington. Had to really grind it out the first two. One by seven yesterday. Just five back on Tuesday. We'll see if the Indies can come up with another win tonight against a very good Royal team. Yeah, and uh, Mitchell, <clears throat> obviously Royal's got a very special season going here. But I look at the banner across from us, and it lists their last conference championship before this year, 2013. The last time they advanced as regional champs, 1977, and there is not a number up there for a yeah. sectional. So about 47, 46 years, <laughs> if my math is correct on the spot there, since they've won a regional title, so a lot on the line for them. With that, we are ready to go here from a packed gymnasium here in Royal High School. Indies are in the deep traveling purple uniform, home whites with the gold letters and numbers and black trim for the Royal Panthers. Ball in the air, Micaiah Scow wins it for the Indies, and we are off and rolling. Here from Royal, nicely, quickly driving down the lane, throws up a wild one as she got tripped up, and the rebound is there underneath for Bria Gruen and the, and the Panthers. Mara Gruen moving from right to left from our vantage point as the Panthers have the basketball. Inside pass gets knocked away and recovered by Royal on the perimeter and Casey Jones, their second leading scorer. Jones enters it inside to Gruen. Mara Gruen faces up, dribbles into the right corner, gets pushed back, passes it back out front now in the near side corner for Brooklyn Gruen. Skip pass is intercepted by Nora Shank and the Indies have it. Turnover apiece. Yes, it's there. Arabelle Nisley, Addison Pronjinski, Nora Shank, Cassidy Dano, Micaiah Scow, the starting five for the Indies. Pass by Nisley on the baseline is thrown away intended for Micaiah Scow. It's turned over. So back-to-back -back turnovers now for the Indies to start off their night. Starting five for Royal, Gracie Stanek, Brooklyn Gruen, Casey Jones, Bria Gruen, and Mara Gruen. Gracie Stanek in the near side corner, and it's good. And the Panthers have the first points of the night. They go up 3-0 in one minute gone by. There's that 1-3-1 one, one pressure around half court. The Indies try to break in. They do. Long pass up ahead. Caught by Nisley. Gets to the short corner. Throws up a tough jumper from the baseline. No good. And cleared off by Brooklyn Gruen for Royal. Panthers with the basketball looking to slow things down. 2-3 zone defense for Independence. They played this exclusively all last night. Tic-tac-toe passing inside. Results in a layup for Mara Gruen on the left block. Good pass in the diagonal spot from that left double to get her the basketball. And Royal's out to a 5-0 lead. We're 90 seconds in. Addison Pronjinski crosses the center court timeline. Hands it for Norris Shank. Long pass for Nasley is picked off. Another turnover for the Indies. They've got three of them here early. In transition, pass up ahead is caught underneath by Brooklyn Gruen, but got too deep underneath. Ripped away by Mara Gruen, who scores again. And we've got an early timeout on the floor called by John Zilla. It is 7-0 Royal. 16-14 to play here in the first half. We're back in 30 seconds here on WHTL. An efficient start for Royal. They lead it 7 to nothing. less than two minutes in. Indies using their first timeout of the night. This was a Royal team who just 24 hours ago were down 17-2 to two here to Blair Taylor about eight minutes in. And now they've got an early 7-0 lead to work with. Indies looking for an answer. 1-3-1, one, three-quarter one, three court trap is on, but they break it. Nasley catches in the front court, but as she dribbled down the near sideline, 
She stepped out of bounds, and Royals getting it back. Fifth turnover in the first two minutes, Mitchell, and, and believe, a 7-0 deficit. And I believe just one shot in that span. Indies have barely been able to get anything up on the glass so far. Pass to the far sideline, knocked out of bounds by Micaiah Scow. It was intended for Gracie Stanick in that active 2-3 zone defense. Royal will keep it along the far sideline here. Bria Gruen looks. Not a whole lot of movement at the moment. Someone's got to get open. Now they lob it to our setting here. Almost turned it over. But instead, Royal able to keep it inbounds. Coming near side on the corner is Casey Jones. Stops and now feeds it inside. Dangerous one that's tipped and taken away by Cassidy Dano. Indies moving from left to right. Here comes Nisley dribbling to the baseline. Gets pushed back out. Finds Addison Pronjinski back to Nisley. Open for three, but passes it up. Dribbles in. Kicks to Scout on the left elbow. She can't hit the jumper. And the board is vacuumed in by Casey Jones for Royal. 15-30 first half. 7-0 in favor of the home Panthers. Royal looking for more points on this end of the floor. Casey Jones left of the circle. Looks inside. Lobs it. Goes over the top, but too high. They intended for Mara Gruen. Good passing to free that up but just a little too tall for Jones, or for Gruen, rather. Now they have that 2-3 zone almost figured out, essentially, the way they're moving the ball against it. Indies have forced a few turnovers as that ball is deflected off the leg of a Panther. That's Mara Gruen, and the Indies will keep in the backcourt. And again, this 1-3-1 trap, you look for them to dribble the ball right near that center court stripe, and once they cross it, that's when it gets really aggressive. Or if you pin, pin yourself right up against the sideline, but they go in the middle of the floor here. But then a turnover by Norris Schenk on a hot baseball pass wide of the intended target in Cassidy Dano. John Zilla trying to settle him down here a little bit. And you could see yesterday when his team was down by nine in the second half, he wasn't really showing all that many nerves out there. But despite that, his team did come back, got the win by seven, and now down seven here early. Long pass, nearly thrown out near the baseline. Driving in from the left side wing, but missing a short jumper is Casey Jones. Rebound for Pronjinski. Lobs it ahead for Nisley. Transition for the Indies. Here comes Scow downhill. Left of the lane, throws it up, and scores. First two for Micaiah Scow, who had a tougher game yesterday with foul trouble. Has the first two tonight for the Indies. It's 7-2 Royal. Just over three minutes played. Royal with the basketball, three consecutive empty possessions for them on the left elbow. Santa kicks it to the near side. Jones open for three, nothing but nylon. First three of the night for Casey Jones, second as a team for Royal. They lead it 10-2. And he's trying to settle things down here. Bringing it across center court is Shank. Hot pass up ahead. It's caught by Dano, but before she could pass it away, dragged her pivot foot and turned it over. And Coach Zilla yelling to his team, settle down. And they're trying to move a little too quick once they beat that pressure. Don't want Royal to get into the half court because this is an Indies team. Half court offensively has struggled this year. 10 to the lead for the Panthers. 14 minutes to play in the first. Jones open the left corner again. She'll try again and hit again. Back to back threes for Casey Jones. And Royals lead is 11. And now Jones has a steal. Left lane line pumps, goes up under and cannot finish. Ball still loose and recovered by Shauna Dano, who just entered. But then she throws it away underneath. And scoring once more is Mara Gruen. Another timeout call by John Zilla. You could not draw up a more tougher start here for the Indies. They're down 15-2. to 13.52 to play here in the first half. We're back in just a minute here on W. Independence Gilmington playing down big early behind 15-2. 13-52 to go in the first half, and we just saw yesterday Royal down 17-2 early at home to Blair Taylor. Came back in one by four, so a lot can happen here. But the Indies got to get something going offensively. 
Norrishank breaks the pressure. Now Trapp needs some help. Bounces it over to Nisley, who can't handle it. And we're going to have a jump ball. Possession arrow to Royal. Actually, no, it's going to Independence. Did I miss a jump ball earlier? I, somebody uh, <laughs> who's doing the possession arrow. And now, now they're trying to get their attention. And yeah, I, it's, yeah, I thought possession arrow should be with Royal. Indies won the opening tip. We didn't have a jump ball, so this is the correct call. They just never flipped it or had it flipped the wrong way, rather. So it is going to Royal. Possession arrow now will belong to the Indies, who are down by 13, and essentially their struggles on offense have really leaked into what's happened to them so far defensively, down 13. Casey Jones with the basketball high on the left, goes over the top for Gruen. She catches, goes up, and finishes underneath again. Another high-low pass, and Mara Gruen has eight of the 17 so far for Royal. They're up by 15. They have reversed the trend from what they were facing yesterday. Hand off to Addison Pronjinski. She crosses the timeline, moving from left to right. Shane catches at center court, dribbles to the right wing. Zone defense for Royal, this possession, an extended 1-3-1. Pronjinski passes the three in the corner, goes to Scow. Pronjinski's got it back, she'll try the three, left side, almost banked it in. Scow, the offensive rebound, the stick back is good, plus the foul. And Micaiah Scow's got all four for the Indies and a timely three-point opportunity for her. If there's one thing with the zone defense, Dave, it is hard to rebound out of it because you're not near a body. you got to find one, and no one picked up Micaiah Scow, who has a chance at the free throw line to add one more. Foul goes against Bria Groon. First foul of the game. First free throw, only free throw, rather, for Scow is no good. It is knocked out of bounds. Last touched by Independence Gilmington, Shauna Dano, and it goes back to Royal. Yesterday at the line, Scow was one out of four. Missed some early ones and had to fight through some foul trouble in the game. And she's been one that's trying to build up that confidence from the free throw line. Here's a quick pass in transition, but it was thrown behind the intended target. Bria Gruen out of bounds as the two were not on the same page. And it looked like they had a basket. Otherwise, if she hit the cutter in stride. So Royal turns it over. Indies are down by 13, 17 to 4. But still 12.45 to play here in the opening half. Makaya Scour, I should say... Nora Schenk beats the pressure, gets inside, falls over a Panther. The basket is waved off. It's an offensive foul the other way. It was a delay call, but I think it's the right one, though, as the Royal defender, not sure who it was, had their position inside, and Schenk ran right over her to get the bucket, and as a result, it is waved off. Still what you need to do, though, take it right to him. Yep. Yeah, make the officials make a decision there, force them to make that decision, and they did call in the charge. Roy with the ball up 13, driving right side. Jones throws up a tough one, no good. Rebound fought for, and it's ripped away by Gruen. Passes to the free throw line. Jones open for the jumper, no good. Another rebound for Mara Gruen, falling backwards. Had it go off the face of an Indy right back to her on her backside, and Royal saves the possession. An extended defensive effort here for the Indies, down by 13. Their head coach, Andrew Dolan, trying to slow him down. Open from the left wing for three, but airballing it is Brooklyn Gruen. Nicely the rebound. Arabella trying to outrace the defense. Passes ahead for Shake. Inside pass. Dano, and she pins it off the glass for two. First pair of the night for the freshman, Shauna Dano, and the Indies are down 11, 17-6. Good transition for the Indies, looking for more of that. Here tonight, didn't have much yesterday. Ball knocked away by Shake. Royal recovers and gets it back in between the arcs. Carly Jones dribbles it with her right hand, or Casey Jones, rather. Feeds it right, over under pass. Once again, caught by Gruen. Goes up, but lost the ball. Was stripped by Nisley. Taken away by Shank, and she feeds it off to Nisley, who has numbers. 
Long pass up ahead, goes in between Scow and Dano. It's turned over. Neither one of them knew which one was coming the ball to. And as a result, they both let it go, and it's a miss two points for the Indies. Yeah, two choices, and uh, you took the one in the middle, which was nobody there. It was easier for Scout considering the angle she was taking, but again, both her and Dano were there, looked at each other, and the ball just flew right past them and into the padding against the wall. So that's a costly two-point miss there for the Indies, still down 17-6. 11-21st half, Royal has been locked out a little bit. Now here's a takeaway by Shake. Nobody in front of her, takes her the distance, and scores. First two of the night for another freshman, Anora Shank, and the Indies are down by single digits, 17-8. They've got the last six. And now another poke away. Dano knocks it free from Mara Gruen, who recovers, spins by her, drives down the lane through a ton of traffic, throws it up. They wave off the shot. She was fouled on the ground. And Royal will have the basketball underneath. There are four Indies there. We'll see who gets the foul. And it's Nora Shank who picks it up. And that's Shank's uh, second foul already. That's important. She is one of the top scorers for this Indies team. Second on the team, averaging just shy of nine a game. She was their second lean score yesterday, only behind Arabelle Nisley, who had 17. Shank's still in the game. So stay out there for now. This is a deeper Indie team, so they can afford to maybe let it ride a little bit here. Skip pass, left side, Kayla Rick open for three. She just entered, missed it right, but a rebound for the Panthers. It's poke free, still loose. Mara Gruen has it, drives baseline right, puts it up, and it rolls in. A nice hometown roll for Mara Gruen, who averages 21 a game. She's already halfway there with about 10. 19-8, Royals lead back to double digits. Pressure is on, Shank beats it. She wheels around a defender, angles inside, stops near the baseline, right side in front of the Royal bench. Here's the trap. Pass inside is Aaron and thrown away. Stolen by Brooklyn Gruen. Handoff goes to Mara Gruen, the senior who brings it down. Pass to the corner, nearly turned over as Kayla Rick kept her footing on the sideline. Royal keeps the possession going. Mara Gruen, pass inside, goes to an Indy, but it's not secured, and Royal will get it back on the perimeter. Went right to Dano, but she couldn't hold on to it. Good breakup from behind by Royal. Tough possession here so far for the Panthers, trying to get something inside. They lob it for Gruen, knocked away, but it goes back out to Brooklyn Gruen. Skips it near side for Bria Gruen. Back up top, passes left. Well, Nanika Wapit with the ball, and almost traveled. Shot from the three-point line is banked in by Bria Gruen. You could hear some fans behind us looking for a travel. Might have gotten away with one there. As a result, Bria Gruen hits the triple, and it's 22-8 Royal, their largest lead. Another turnover as nicely throws it right to Bria Gruen. As the three Gruen sisters are all out there currently. They all are great players for this Royal team. Gruen has it knocked away by Nisley. A late foul is going to call on Arabelle Nisley. And it looked like the right call as she kind of shoved Bria Gruen to the deck trying to get that ball. But you know, Mitchell, the uh, defense for the Indies has been swarming. Yes. And it's it hasn't quite disrupted them, uh, the offense for Royal as much as I think they'd like to. But they got, I think you got to keep doing it. It's been a lot better since the first few minutes, but now trying to get it going offensively. Driving kick. Kayla Rick with the ball, passes into the corner, and bringing it back out front of Casey Jones. Jones looks for a handoff, gets it to Mara Gruen, spins by her defender, gets to the right elbow, pulls up on the jumper, it won't go. Offensive rebound, kicked right back out. Three-pointer is up and no good to the left, and it will make its way out of bounds on the misfire by Casey Jones. A couple good looks there for Royal, but they cannot convert. I think Jones might have traveled on that one, too. Yes. Something looked weird. And they got the Indy student section and bench right on top of them, trying to urge them on there, but did not get the call. But I think this has been a well-officiated game so far. All officials at this level are appointed by the WIAA, so 
not by the schools themselves, of course, once you get to the postseason. Makaya Scow, skip pass for Nisley, a dangerous one, but she comes to catch it. Feeds inside for Dano. Now Shauna Dano catches on the baseline. Skip pass, Pronjinski. That is a long two. No good. Rebound, Dano. Put back, partially blocked. Scow comes up with it. Muscles it up. No good. Dano's got it, and they're going to get a foul call against Royal. That one surprises me a little. It didn't look like Dano had much of the basketball there, but they're going to give her two shots on this as the foul goes on Bria Gruen. That'll be her second. Second team foul. So Mara Gruen, who came out for a few seconds, is going to come right back in. And two free throws upcoming for Shauna Dano. Trying to convert the line. Indies are down 22 to 8. First free throw is good. Tickles the twine. Dano's got three. It's a 22 9 game with 8.39 to play here in the opening half. It's up with one more at the line. Norris Shank with two fouls is set to check in uh, for the shooter. And that's what they're indicating here. Uh, a brief stoppage. So one more coming for Dano. Trying to go two for two. These are so important now, especially down double figures here in the first half. Her second free throw is off to the left and rebounded by Royal underneath in Casey Jones. Hands off Mark Gruden, brings it down the floor, passes to the corner, wide open as Elizabeth Klepstein, she can't hit it. Rebound underneath is put right back in by Mara Gruen, who continues to dominate the paint. All of her buckets have come inside the painted area tonight, if I have that correct. And the lead is 15. Up ahead, Micaiah Scow beats the pressure, drives left side, and gets fouled in close. And back to the free throw line goes Micaiah Scow. And they got that foul, I believe, on Elizabeth Klipstein that time, who just entered, if I have that correct. I Yeah, I, 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 saw, I saw him put up a one and a four. They put 13 up on the... Uh, Free throw is good for Scow. I'm with you. I don't think number 13 is out there. I see a 14, no 13. Right, so that foul go on Klipstein. Yeah, now they got it flipped. 24-9 now the score. Better with eight minutes to go in the first half. Second one, Scow is up and no good. Rebound, though, is there for Cassidy Dano. She brings it down, gets doubled in the corner, but then threw it away. Taken away on the sideline by Casey Jones, who jumped in front of Arabelle Nisley. 24-10, Roy with the lead. They have it trailed. Stepping into a three is Gruen. No one picked her up. Missed it. Offensive rebound there there for Stanek. Got blocked from behind. Here comes Gruen down the lane. Missed another one. A lot of contact underneath. Gets it out to Gruen. Had her legs taken out underneath her on the shot. And they're going to get a foul on Arabelle Nisley. Coach John Zilla was looking for a little leg kick out there, which they call an offensive foul sometimes, but I don't think there was enough of that there to get that call. There have been a lot of bodies on the floor already in this one. I was actually a little surprised they didn't get a foul prior to that. Mara Gruen's free throw is no good. And speaking of the foul trouble, Dave, Shank has two, and now Nisley has two. She had three fouls yesterday. All of them came in the second half. They started to pile up a little bit. Quick trigger for Gruen. She missed them both. Rebound by Shank. Indies have numbers briefly, two on two. But it was kicked off someone's foot. It's off Shank's foot. Oh. It turned over. I actually thought that went off a royal foot I from my angle. So but they're a little closer than we are. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt, of course. <laughs> 7.47 to play in the first half. Royal 24, Independence Gilmington 10. Panthers working with a 14-point lead. It's been as large as 15. In the corner, Brooklyn Gruen passes back out front, looking inside, nothing there, gets it back. In the right corner, Scow knocks it free and forces a turnover. As he takes the outlet, stops across half court, doesn't have the numbers. 
It's a, to Bronjinski, and now Scow takes a long two foot in the line, can't bank it in. Offensive rebound, Shank, reload nicely. Her long two is good as she switches it from the right side. Nice put back. And that's a good kick out as well by Shank, knew exactly where Nisley was, who was wide open. 24-12, Royal in front. In the corner, Casey Jones pumps on a three. Steps inside, Nisley deflects the pass, but it goes right to Brooklyn Gruen. Top of the circle, dribbling is Klipstein, leaves it out front now for Mara Gruen, who leads all scorers with 12. Gruen to the baseline, gets bumped by Skalg, navigates it close, clears the lane, and finishes inside. Mara Gruen is just feasting on this Indies defense right now. She's got 14 points. She's outscored Independence Gilmington on her own. Nisley, right wing, takes it to the corner, gets pushed back out. Finds a cutting shake, wide open down the lane, taps it in for an easy two. Nice movement without the ball that time as the slasher Norris Shank gets the bucket. And now John Zilla urging for a stop on this end of the floor. Royal moving to our left in the home whites. They're up by 12, 26-14, 6 first half. Handoff at the top for Casey Jones. The senior nearly traveled and said nearly threw it away. Gracie Stanek saves it. Gets it back out front, feeds it to Klipsy on the baseline. Skips it back out front, top of the circle. Here's Jones driving right of the lane, all the way home, lays it in for two. So Casey Jones adds two more to her total. She's got eight, and it's 28-14, a two-touchdown lead for Royal. Scow catches the up-ahead pass, drives, but leaves the layup short. Rebound underneath for the Panthers. And Andrew Dolan shaking his head. He knew they got away with one there. They left Scow wide open down the floor, but contested it just enough to force the miss. Royal trying to add on to their lead at 14. Driving Gruen catches the pass, goes up, left it short. Rebound loose, and it's picked up by Shank. Collage with a body now trying to outrace the Royal defense. Bodies up and finishes inside. Absorbed the contact as she took the shoulder right into the Royal defender, shielded her off, and has two more in transition. She's got the last four for the Indies, 28-16. The two teams are trading buckets. AC Jones high on the left, passes to the corner for Klipstein. Feeds inside for Gruen, power dribbles, goes up, and leaves it short. Offensive rebound, Royal tap back is good by Brooklyn Gruen, her first two of the night. 30-16, Royal in front by 14. Nisley brings it down. Indies would love to get a three-pointer and a stop or any sort of bucket with a stop on the other side. Here's a three by Scow, and right on cue, she drains it from the far corner. Makaias Scow leads all Indies with eight. 30-19, and now can they get that stop? Got a long way to go, but if you're going to mount any comeback, doesn't matter how much you're down, you got to get stops defensively. Driving down the lane, Gruen out of control, throws it up and is fouled. Kind of hit the deck that time, and I think Royal thinks they may have gotten away with one there. And two shots out coming for Mara Gruen as the foul. I haven't seen who it's gone on yet. They got it on Scow. It's her first team's third. Free throw by Gruen, no good to the left. We mentioned the Indies obviously have struggled from the free throw line, but as has Royal, they are only 48% as a team this year. Gruen slightly better than 50% from the line. She is one for three here in the first half. Her second free throw here is good. So it goes one for two again. Mara Gruen with 15. 31-19 as a substitution will have Royal fall back defensively. They will not put the pressure on. 12-point edge for the Panthers. A three can get it back down to single digits. Norris Shank leaves it for Nisley right of the circle, leans in, takes a long two, but cans it once again. Nisley's made consecutive jump shots here for the Indies. They're down 10. Offense starting to settle in, but again, can they do it defensively, which has been their calling card all season? 
Just into the game is Taylor Silla. Again, her first action for the Indies. A near carry, and now they're going to call it on a carry by Casey Jones. Turnover for Royal. Back to the Indies with 4-11 to play in the first half. They're down by 10. Nine turnovers for Royal. Now, this is a spot here, especially if you make another three, it feels like you're in a real good spot for these, considering how this game started. They were down 15 quickly. Nicely with the ball high on the right. Feeds it inside for Shank. Wheels past the defense. Angles in. Throws up a tough one with a lot of contact. Out of bounds. Last touched by... No. The Indies. last touched by White. Indies were jostling for a foul call there. They didn't get that. Instead, they give the ball to Royal on the out of bounds. Good shot by Shank as well. Got some clearance inside, but good recovery by Royal to force the miss. Mara Gruen takes the screen, takes it left of the circle. Passes back in between the arcs. Kayla Rick then throws it away, taken by Nisley. Passes for Shank, but too tall. It goes out of bounds through the far sideline. Had a tough angle for that pass there. If she took maybe one extra dribble, it might have been a little bit easier. But a missed opportunity for the Indies. Timeout called by Andrew Dolan and Royal. 3-4 to play in the first half. It's 31-21, Royal in front here on WHTL. Indies have cut the deficit down to 10. They were down as many as 15 here in the first half. And like it was for Royal yesterday, they were down 17-2 after eight minutes. They got within 10 at halftime, and they won by four, 48-44. They finished the game on a 25-9 run to win 48-44. Panthers with the basketball after their first timeout. They've got four remaining. Indies have three. Pass inside, deflected a few times, but last touched by Mara Gruen and Royal, and the Panthers turn it over. The Indies get it back as now they're starting to force some turnovers, and their defense is settling in. And their offense is going to have to bring them back, but they've shown some capabilities, especially driving to the basket and some offensive rebounds as well. Up to the circle, going back out front against a extended 2-3 here. Inside it goes for Shauna Dano. She threw it away after it was deflected. Steal by Bria Gruen in Royal. Baseball pass up ahead. It's caught, but Brooklyn Gruen passes the three, kicks it out instead. Three-pointer is missed by Kayla Rick. It's still loose. Out of bounds. Last touched by Royal. Indy Gilmington basketballs. They get another stop, but Kayla Rick, a freshman, had a great look in transition that time, but did not knock it down. Royal as a team shoots 40% from the floor and 25% from three. They've made a few three-pointers here in this first half. Indies have one. Inside pass by Scow, thrown away. Carly Jones jumped it. Scow hustling from behind, as is Addison Pronjinski, who knocks it away from behind, out of bounds. Pronjinski hits the padding hard, and she's okay, but she came in flying like a rocket. <laughs> but she's all right. Substitution, though, for the Indies. Shauna Dano is out. Cassidy Dano, the junior, is in. And she will replace Shauna, who put in some good minutes. She heads to the bench. Inbound over the top for Gruen. Catches it. Nearly traveled, and she did. Got tangled up and shuffled the pivot foot. Turnover for Royal. Turnover starting to even out a little bit, Mitchell. 18 for Indy Gilmington, 13 for Royal. And a lot of those Indy Gilmington ones really came in the first five minutes or so. They've done a better job here lately, at least getting some shots up on their possession rather than turning it over right away, which we saw a lot yesterday as well. And I'll try to get this deficit. I think if they can get with within single digits for sure, but eight or less, eight or less I think John Zilla's got to feel pretty good about where his team is at. Scow has it left to the circle, gets double team, spins out of it, gets to the baseline, passes to the quarter. Pronchinski goes one more for Nisley. She drives, leans, and leaves it short. 
Kronczynski had a great look, but did not take it. Ball still loose, and we're going to have a jump ball in the possession of Indy Gilmington, so they'll keep it. Now, Kronczynski, who made a couple three-pointers in a row yesterday to give the Indies the lead as part of a 10-0 run. Looked like she had a great look from the corner, but thought Nisley was a little bit more open, but they recovered to her fast and forced the contested two instead. Kronczynski to inbound. She goes to Shank. She's wide open. She rises, fires, and misses it badly off the top of the backboard. It's rebounded by Royals' Brooklyn Gruen. That one looked online for a second, but a little too much elevation. Basketball in the possession of Royal. They're up by 10, 31-21, two minutes to play in the first half. Jones left to the circle, knocked away by Nisley, but gets it back. Nisley still being aggressive with the two fouls. Leaves it off at the top. Kayla Rick, high on the rank, guards, guarded by Shank. They extend it 2-3 now for the Indies. They've switched it up a little bit with some man here in this first half. Rick in between the arcs near the logo. Panthers moving to our left. Bria Gruen right at the circle with a timer on her. Drives by the defense. Loses the ball on the drive. It goes out of bounds. Last touch by the Indies. I think that was last touch by Royal. I thought so too. I didn't really see it go off in Indy that time, to be honest. No argument, though, from John Zilla or this side of the floor. I thought actually there might be a charge on that because Gruen came in out of control. And ran over an Indy that time. Avery Halam is going to come in for the first time. She'll give North Shank a breather, maybe trying to protect her with two fouls with a minute 41 to play in the first half. Might see a little offense, defense perhaps if the situation allowed. A little give back to the inbounder as Nora Shank, or I should say Mara Gruen, finds Bria Gruen, who threw it into her. Gets it right back and scores 33-21. And now nicely turns it over as she throws it into the bleachers. Intended target she was looking for. It wasn't looking for the basketball. I believe it was uh, Pronjinski she was going to. And she was not looking for it. And nicely throws it away. Inadvertent turnover. 90 seconds to play in the first half. 33-21 Royal. They have not trailed in this game. Top of the circle. Carly Jones leaves it left side for Brooklyn Gruen. Pass over the top is knocked away from Mara Gruen. Out of bounds. Last touch by the Indies. Royal inbound underneath, a minute 17 to play in the first. They lead it 33-21. Nowhere to go with the ball. Lob pass left to the circle. Caught by Brooklyn Gruen. Rotates back out front. Pumping on a three is Jones. Drives to the right elbow. Had it poked away, but got it back. Good defense by Scow. In the corner, Kayla Rick gives it back to Jones. Over the top pass. A dangerous one wasn't there. And it's taken away, and we're going to have a foul call. Steal by, Ka- by Cassidy Dano. Then... Kind of a foolish foul there by Mara Gruen trying to get it back, and that could be a costly foul. We'll see. But tried to rip it away when she didn't have the angle to do so, and a frustration foul goes against the Royal Star. Just her first, I believe, though, so no serious foul trouble. And a minute to go in the first half, 33-21. Indy's down 12. They've gotten it down to 9 at one point. This one knocked away, still rolling along the block, but taken by Royal as they come up with the steal. Tried to post-feed inside to Dano, but just didn't have the angle. Gruen brings it down from right to left. Passes right of the circle, gets it right back, drives inside, collides with an Indian, Dano, but she got it back and then threw it away. Here comes Shank, driving with a full head of steam, doesn't have the numbers, pulls it out, looks for Nisley, she's open. Now she's got it, but now backs it out. Passes for Pronjinski, she'll put up a three. Off the mark, a little bit short, rebound is loose, and no travel, no jump ball, a clean rip away for Royal. I thought that pivot foot might have moved, but she kept it down. In transition, Royal has it top of the circle. Gruen down the lane. She euro steps, leaves it short, out of bounds. Last touch by Gruen with 11 seconds to go. They got that play on there. So now the Indies likely with the last shot here. 11 seconds to go. Shank and the Indies got to go quick. Under 10 left. 
Kind of nonchalantly walks it down. Five seconds to go. Shank hesitates, drives, leads it for Nisley. Steps back, and this one's going to be thrown out of bounds. And that is the end of the first half. An entertaining start if you're Royal, but the Indies down as many as 15. Roar back and have a little momentum going into the locker room. Down 33-21 after 18 minutes of play. We'll step aside, come back with the halftime numbers in just a few minutes. You're listening to the girls' regional final here on WH. Welcome into halftime here from Royal High School. Girls' regional final here in Division 5. The two-seed Royal Panthers lead the Independence Gilmington Indies 33-21. Mitchell Spelts, Dave Carlson with you. Dave, this game did not start off very well for the Indies, but they did right the ship here towards the end and still very much in this game with 18 minutes to go. Yeah, we talked about how they needed to not turn the ball over early and unfortunately they've turned it over early and often but I think that uh, they have kind of figured out a little bit of the defensive pressure that Royal is throwing at them Uh, but they did fall down early clawed back had a chance to cut it to single digits and then a 12-point halftime deficit certainly could be a lot worse at this point they were down 17 to 2 right away but have this down to a 12-point game 33-21 at the halftime break Mara Gruen had a first half, a big first half for Royal. She leads all scores, but all the rest of the scores, I will leave to you. Take a look at uh, Indy Gilmanton first. Annabelle Nisley with four points. Also picked up two fouls in that first half, so we're going to kind of watch that as we go along. Uh, Nora Shank also picking up a couple of quick fouls, but then played pretty much error-free the rest of the way. She finishes the first 18 minutes of play with six points. Shauna Dano. Uh, with a field goal and one of two from the free throw line for three. And Micaiah Scow, one of three from the line and a total of eight points in the first half. Uh, Indy Gilmanton Mitchell, 21 turnovers. That's not going to cut it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think the frequency of them decreased as the game went on and the pressure they were able to put on Royal, I think, probably kept this thing from getting further yep. out of hand than it did. Uh, Royal finishes the first half with 16 turnovers, so a big imbalance. But I think where it made a difference was Royal cashed in on those yep. turnovers at a higher rate than Indy Gilmanton. Yeah, certainly took advantage of the Indies, unable to set their defense at times, and as a result, some transition points to get ahead by 12. For Royal, uh, they were led, as you said, by Ara Gruen. She finished uh, the half with 15 points. Uh, she was. One of four from the free throw line. That's about the only kink in her game thus far. Otherwise, uh, she pretty much, anytime she got the ball, uh, had a pretty good chance of putting it in the hoop. Gracie Stanek with three points for Royal. Uh, Brooklyn Gruen with a basket for two points. Casey Jones uh, chipped in eight. And Bria Gruen, a couple of fouls and two uh, goals. One of those a three-pointer for five points. So pretty Pretty balanced scoring for Indy Gilmanton, uh, but of course on the on the side of Royal, it was all Mara Gruen. And when they, I think Mitchell, when they kind of frustrated her, that's when they yep. had some momentum. She forced a lot towards the end of the half there. She freed herself up along the baseline to get in the paint, but she did throw up a lot of tough jumpers that helped the Indies really get themselves going offensively. Before we go to break, one score update for you. Winner of this game gets CFC or Cashton. That game is at the half. Cochran Fountain City leads cash in 23-12. That game Points just went to half. at that. a premium in yeah, that one. Absolutely. But our score at the half is 33-21 in favor of Royal. We'll come back with the second half in just a few minutes here on WHTL. 
Mitchell Speltz and Dave Carlson back with you live inside Royal High School here in Elroy, Wisconsin. 33-21, the lead for the Panthers, the number two seed, over three seed Indy Gilmington. It was a tough start to this one for the Indies. They were down 15 very quickly, but did right the ship, got back in it. And this will be a very important first few minutes of the second half for them. They were down nine to Lincoln yesterday. Hornets had a 16-0 run from the end of the first half to the start of the second to go up 29-20. And now the Indies down by 12 here. It's been as large as 15. Got to find a way to mount the comeback, and it starts with these first few minutes here. Yeah, the Indies cannot afford to uh, turn the ball over and uh, have that lead swell. On the other side, if they can continue the tough defensive pressure they have put on, and they have they have been swarming with the defense and only picked up five fouls in that first half, I would, uh, if I was Coach Zola, I would say continue getting in their face. Do not let them get a rhythm. Now, of the five fouls they do have, Arabelle Nisley and Norris Schenk, their two lead scorers on the season, have two each. So something to watch here as we start the second half. Royal has the basketball. They now move to our right. 12-point lead for the Panthers in their home white uniforms. Ball fumbled by Bria Gru in the front court, but she recovers, nearly threw it away. Goes in the corner. Casey Jones has it left of the circle. Takes a dribble, steps inside, passes it to the block. Gracie Stanek in a tough spot, kicks it back out. Three-pointer is up and left short by Stanek in the corner, actually by Brooklyn Gruen in the corner. Rebound for Scout. Pass it to the corner. Norshank pumps, takes it to the left circle. Pass it to the other side. Caught by Pronjinski. Puts up a three, and it's down. Addison Pronjinski started the rally yesterday. She's got a three there to make this a nine-point game, 33-24. And now can the Indies get another stop as the crowd for the Indies starting to get in a little bit more here. Pass inside, goes right back out. Brooklyn Gruen passes on a three this time. Static left lane line goes back out to Jones. Jones goes back to, eight, to Gruen. Mara Gruen back up top. Lobs it to the right side. Dangerous pass. Tipped and stolen by Scow. Full head of steam. Dribbled it off her foot. And out of bounds. Another tough break in transition for Indy Gilmington. She was going on to a collision course there at Mara Gruen near the basket. It had been interesting to see how that turned out. <laughs> but instead, the Indies turn it over. A minute into the second half. Royal 33. Indy Gilmington 24. Jones high on the right. Looks inside. Not there. Leaves it off in between the arcs. Ball in the hands of Elizabeth Klipstein, who starts the second half here for Royal. Turnaround jumper by Jones off the heel. No good. Rebound brought down by Bria Gruen. Throws it back outside. Nearly goes out of bounds and a near walk by Royal when they saved it. Klipstein skips it to Gruen in the far corner. Bria Gruen leaves it for Casey Jones. Left of the circle, guarded by Shank, who gets right up on top of her. Gets it to the left side. Three-pointer is up and off the mark for Gruen. And it's tracked down on the baseline by Pronjinski. Needs some help. Gets pushed down, and we have a out-of-bounds off Royal. On the missed shot by Bria Gruen, Pronjinski brought to the corner and was able to throw it off of her before she fell out of bounds. Royal, who started this game in that 1-3-1 pressure, has backed off it. They did force some trouble early, but the Indy started to beat it a little bit and get some action in the transition game, but didn't score a whole lot off of it, but they do back out. Nisley catches the pass from Shank, gets it right back to her. Right of the circle, leaves it in the corner. Pronjinski pumps, takes it to the wing, finds a cutting Nisley down the lane, floats it up, and scores off the window. Arabelle Nisley, a good cut, able to score, and we have a foul, I think, called, or do we hit? Nope. Trying to figure out this call. As two Indies collided with each other, I don't think any foul was called here. I think they stopped it for a push. There is no foul on this play. 
but they stopped it for a push. It's 33-26 Royal. Thought for a second they were actually calling a foul on Royal on a collision maybe after the fact. They did not, and they play on here. Seven-point Indy deficit here. Skip pass to the corner. Goes right back left side for Jones on the wing. Shane guards her. Knocks it away. Ball loose, but Jones recovers. Spins to the wing. Leaves it off behind her to Mara Gruen. Long skip pass to the corner. Three passed up. It goes inside. And back out for three. And this one's in and out for Gruen. Rebound underneath. Going up at a foul oh. call from behind as Brooklyn Gruen able to grab the miss from the corner. And she'll shoot two at the free throw line. And they got that foul, I believe, on Cassidy Dano of Indy Gilmington. I thought, I thought Dano might have uh, got that one clean. They give her the personal instead. Free throw is perfect for Brooklyn Gruen. Average is seven a game. She's got three tonight. Lead is eight now for Royal, but the Indies have gotten it to its closest since going down 15. Second free throw is perfect again. Gruen two for two, nine-point game. Long way to go, 15 and a half minutes left. Shank feeds it for Scow now. Nicely in the corner, open for three, but does not take it. Had a little bit of a bobble on the catch instead. Brings it back high on the left. Nasley's played every minute. Leaves it for Nora Shank, who takes it to the right wing. Feeds it for Anjinsky in the corner. Passes on a three. Steps through to the inside. Now back out. Finds a cutter. Shank wheels by the defense. Drives and lost the ball. Pickpocketed from behind. A steal for Bria Gruen as she outlets Tamara right away. Nora brings it down across the timeline. Panthers moving to our right. No defense. No offensive movement yet. Pass inside for Jones. Back out for Gruen. Drives left side. Shank right on top of her. Spins to the free throw line, kicks it out. Jones rises, fires, and cannot hit the three. Offensive rebound by Bria Gruen. A lot of contact underneath, nothing called. Shane comes away with it for the Indies. She brings it down, being tracked from behind. In the corner, Pronjinski for three. In and in. Touched every part of the rim, and Addison Pronjinski has her second three-pointer of the half. It's a six-point game. That one should count double. Yeah, it looked like that was going in and out, but found a way to stay in. Here's a shot on the baseline that is blocked by Scow. You couldn't hear the whistle, but they call a foul on her. And this will result in free throws for Gracie Stanek and Royal. That's how loud this place got after that made three-pointer. He could not hear that whistle, and Stanek will shoot two after the foul by Scow. Second on Micaiah Scow. Free throw is well short by Stanek, short into the left. One more to come for her. Only averages a couple points a game. She has scored three, though, on a triple back in the first half. In the six-point deficit, the closest. He's been way early. Second free throw, no good. A lot of movement early. I think they're going to get a lane violation on the Indy, so Stanek's going to get a second chance as Scow jumped into the lane early. So this could be a break for Warrell. Stanek has gone 0 for 2 in this trip, but that last one is nullified. Gets a mulligan here, third opportunity. It is up, and that one's no good. Missed it badly to the left. Scow the rebound, Indy's in transition, down two possessions. Three-pointer here, gets them within one score. Stanek in between the arcs, dribbles right, feeds it into the corner. Bronjinski had deflected, but got it back, and then stolen in the corner by Bria Gruen as she comes away with it, dribbles through the pressure herself. Takes it down the right sideline, hesitates, bounces to Stanek on the baseline. Gets it right back on the cut, blocked from behind by Sean Dano, who comes up with the basketball. Good recovery by the Indies. Coach Andrew Dolan for Royal looking for a foul. They don't call it. Stanek brings it across the timeline after a good screen set by Pronjinski. They double her, and now we're going to have a reach-in foul called on Mara Gruen and Royal. 
That's going to be her second. And again, she picked up that one 94 feet away from the basket in the first half. Two fouls at this juncture is fine. You pick up a third, though. Especially very quickly, it's going to intensify a little bit with her situation. So the Indies down by six. They're outscoring Royal this half, currently eight to two. They are within six. Trying to inch a little bit closer. Arabelle Nisley high on the left against the 1-3-1 defense. Nearly carried it along center court. A lot of dribbling. Instead, she throws it away. A steal by Bria Gruen. Gets it over to her sister, Mara, who takes it left of the circle. Lobs it in the corner. Gruen passes up the three. Goes back up top. Casey Jones, deed up by Arabelle Nisley. Chases her off the ball. Gets rid of it over to Stanek. They double Stanek now. She fumbles, and a timeout is called. Wait, nope, we got a foul on Nisley instead. And that's her third, and that's a big one. Now credit Nisley, or Dave, I'm sorry. <laughs> She's played this whole game, especially with the two fouls, and she hasn't really put herself in any more danger than she has. Inbound goes to Stanek. They feed it inside along the baseline. Goes back out. Jones rises up for three. No good. Rebound loose underneath. Tapped around a few times. Saved by Royal and tapped in underneath by Mara Gruen. Her first two of the second half up to 17 for the game. 37-29. Scout drives in left side. Angles it up. It's good. Plus the foul. Good, strong drive by Makaya Scow, who's come up big tonight offensively, and she's got a chance for three at the line. The Indies coming out with much more intensity. Yes. And they still have four turnovers in the first five minutes here, but uh, the offense has certainly picked up. And they've made a couple threes from Addison Pronjinski. Free throw coming up here for Makaya Scow to cut to five. It is up, and it is straight through. Perfect touch by Micaiah Scow has a team high 11 for the Indy. She comes out. Five-point game, 37-32 Royal with 12.49 to play in the game. Indy's currently with an 11-4 edge here in the second half. They were down 17-2, less than five minutes in. Quick three by Jones, left side, and she swishes it. A much-needed answer, a quick shot, but Casey Jones hits it. Her second three, 40-32 Royal. 12 and a half minutes to play. Shank hands it off. Pronjinski against the 1-3-1, one, one, absorbs a double. Finds Shank, drives the baseline, gets in close, goes back out. Taylor Stilla will take the long two. Air balled long and rebound on the weak side by Brooklyn Gruen. Stilla just came in to give Scow a break. She got open on the baseline but missed the short corner jumper. Roy with the basketball can go back up double figures with a bucket here right as the Indies got it down to five. We're all going to take their time here. Jones bounces back to Gruen. 12 minutes to go. Lob pass back for Jones in between the arcs. Skips it to the corner. Bria Gruen or Brooklyn Gruen thought about three and said gives it back to Mara. Mara darts a pass inside. Caught underneath by Stanek and she finishes. Gracie Stanek on the bucket in the paint. 10-point lead for Royal. 42-32. Quick 5-0 spurt for the Panthers. Shank dribbles by the defense. Down the lane. Puts it up. Left it short. Rebound. Dano pushed from behind. And a foul is called on the Panthers. But Norris Shank started to do a lot of what she did yesterday. I she think is. That's going to be growing. We're going to find out here. Royal doesn't think so. Mara yeah, Gruen threw it up. Is. Yeah, third. that's her third. And Coach Andrew Dolan says, Are you sure about that? And they're pretty convinced about it. I don't think that's going to change. It's going to stay on Gruen. That is her third. So now this is going to be an important shortcoming stretch for her. And we'll see how they'll play. At first free throw for Dano is short. But to go back to Nora Shank, had a really good game yesterday, driving to the bucket. She left some points, though, 
at the bucket last time, but today she's forced a lot as she's gotten in close and offered up that offensive rebound opportunity. Dano missed first, has one more to come here with the Indies down 10. Second free throw is short again, rebound for Gruen. And she'll play with the three fouls now, 11 and a half to go in empty possession for the Indies. Right of the circle, skip pass by Gruen over to her sister. Brooklyn catches, enters it inside for Annika Wapit. Passes back to the outside. Hand off, Mara Gruen guarded by Scout. Drives right baseline, gets in close. Fall away jumper, no good. Dano goes for the rebound. Bodies collide, ball is loose. Still loose and dug out of there by Royal. Gruen has it, forces up the jumper, and gets fouled. Or grew into the free throw line. I'm not sure how Royal got it out of there without the jump ball being called. That ball was being fought for for a while. But now they get two free throws because of it. And that is going to be the uh, fourth foul on Annabelle Nisley. Oh, that is. Free throw is no good, though, by Gruen. So now decision time for John He's going to take Nisley out. They're going to go a little bigger here with Cassidy Dano in. So the five currently for the Indies, Addison Pronjinski, Norris Shake, Shauna, and Cassidy Dano, and Makaya Scow. And Nisley being the point guard of this team, that's a huge loss. And we'll see how they overcome it here with 11 and change to go. Second free throw for Gruen. Tickles the twine, and it's good. 18 for the game. Substitution. Gruen's going to come out defensively here. They're going to sub in Kayla Rick. And timeout called by Godzilla. 11.09 to play. Royal with a 43-32 lead. We're back after this here on WHTL. 11.09 to play here in the regional final in Division 5. Royal has gone wire to wire so far. The Indies have gotten this down to as many as five here in the second half, but now down 11, 43-32. With just 11 minutes and change to go. Arabelle Nisley on the bench currently for the Indies. She has four fouls. On the bench currently for Royal is Mara Gruen. She's got three. Might see a little offense, defense with her. But they want to make sure she doesn't pick up a fourth here. If she does, that changes a lot here for Royal. She leads them in scoring tonight with 18. I've seen big game, a big game from Casey Jones as well, who has 11. Those two have been the top scorers tonight. But a big stretch here for the Indies. Norris Shank handles the point guard duties. Pumps and passes right for Addison Pronjinski. Addie enters it inside and goes right back out to her. She'll try the quick three. No good off to the right. Rebound underneath for Brooklyn Gruen. Good draw up out of the timeout, and Bronjinski got the look she was looking for, but just a bit off the mark. Jones, no one picks her up. Right side goes back up top for Kayla Rick. Rick finds it to the left side of the floor for Bria Gruen, and now in between the arcs for Jones. Jones guarded by Scow. Man-to-man defense here for the Indies. This trip down the floor, it's knocked loose, and a near travel that time as it's recovered by Rick. Lobs it to the corner. Three-pointer for Jones. It is too strong. Rebound for Dano. Taps down front. Trying to bring it down the floor. Goes coast to coast. And, and she scores. Good strong transition game by Sean. Dano tapped the rebound to herself and just accelerated the other way. Never quite looked like she had control of it, but she finished strong. But able to angle herself perfectly. 43-34. Shank knocks it away. In some trouble. Gruen passes right. Driving right side near the corner is Rick. And we got a blocking foul called against the Indies and Addison Pronjinski. That's Royal. only her first foul. And they're trying to sub in Rick here. I should say they're trying to sub in Groom, but they hadn't reported the foul yet. And now she's good to come in. Again, offense-defensive situation. So Gruen back in. Brooklyn Gruen comes out. 10-02 to go. 43-34 in Vantage Royal. The inbound under the basket. Nowhere to go, and now they get it 
in the right corner for Bria Gruen. Dribbles and nearly lost it. Dribbles to the baseline, throws up a wild shot, and a foul is called from behind. And two shots coming at the free throw line for Bria Gruen. You get Nora Shank for that one. That's her third. Another foul trouble watch there, and 9.58 to go. How long will John Zilla keep Arabelle Nisley on the bench? She's got just six points tonight, but she is a big part of what they do, and could be coming soon as Gruen hits the first free throw, and there it is. Arabelle Nisley is walking to the scores table. She's going to enter here for the Indies with 9.58 to go. And out comes Sean Aquino. Oh, line here. you got to take a little bit of a gamble here, and you're down by 10. And Arab will enter the first team on conference selection. Second free throw for Bria Gruen is too strong. Rebound underneath for Cassidy Dano. Outlets quickly to Norris Shank. Shank accelerates. Blows by the defense and gets fouled from behind. They're going to get that on Bria Gruen as she was tailing her from behind. And third foul as well. Gruen thought she got that clean. Indies will inbound underneath. That is team foul number four for Royal. Indies have six against them, so bonus for Royal at this current juncture. Bronjinski to inbound, triggers it out top, caught by Nisley, pumps, passes to Shank, drives down the middle into the paint, kick out Scout, rises, fires, and almost banked it in. Rebound volleyballed in the air and controlled by Casey Jones and Royal. Scout goes tonight, just not able to bank that one in. I would have really gotten this place going as the Indies still down by 10. 44-34, nine and a half to play. Royal looking for the first regional title since 1977. Ball inside, deflected back out. Skip pass near side, caught and thrown up right away. Jumper is short, no good by Stanek. Putback is good for Bria Gruen. Able to get herself in position to go over the top, grab the rebound and put it in, and the Indies are back down 12. 46-34, nine minutes to go. Shank gives it off to Scow. Scow leaves it inside for Dano. Kick out Nisley. Nisley frees herself up but leaves it for Pronjinski. She pumps. Dribbles, collides with a body, and a foul is going to be called on Casey Jones. First down the night for Casey Jones. Jones out. They are going to send Kayla Rick to the bench. In comes Brooklyn Gruen. 9-0-1 left. 46-34 in favor of Royal. And he's starting to run out of time. They were within five. And we have a stoppage here. Not sure what for. A late start to the clock. <laughs> they wanted to take it down to 8.59. Redo the inbound on there. But the clock did start late, so that is accurate. But got to take a little bit more time, I think, to address the situation. 8.50 the exact time, according to the official. And a 12-point lead for Royal. So we've got four girls, each with three fouls. Two on the other side. Bria Gruen and Mara Gruen, each with three. And uh, Nisley and mm -hmm. Shank, the Indies. And, you know, whoever picks up that fourth foul, <laughs> that's yep. the other side. And they're taking a long to get this clock fixed. There we go. <laughs> Sarcastic cheer from the crowd. 8.59 to go. Addie Pronjinski will inbound right in front of us as she goes into the backcourt for Shank. Shank walks across. Indies need a bucket here. Takes it to the right side in the wing. Bounces for the corner, but the ball is kicked off the foot of Brooklyn Gruen. And we'll hold on to it. 51 to go. And you're only down by 12 is not 
the largest deficit, but the way offense can come for the Indies, it does feel like a lot. But it really, in reality, you make back-to-back buckets with some stops. You're right back in it. Pronjinski, right, right wing, passes back up top for Scout. Makai Scout takes her time. Not a lot of movement for Indy Gilmington. Nicely oh, yeah, is not going to get the ball. Scout jumped and landed before she threw it. And it comes with 8.34 left. Couldn't quite get that pass off before she landed. Get to Nisley, and by the time the two had to connect with each other, the ball was turned over. 46-34, Royal in front. Winner gets either Cochran Fountain City or Cashton in Lacrosse Logan on Thursday. Shot inside a wild one, missed by Mara Gruen, but the putback is good for Bria Gruen. Opportunities come in on the second chance for Royal. They're up 14. Pass inside, goes back out. Pronjinski passed on the three, goes to Shank instead. Looks to get it outside. Nisley was open and calling for it, didn't get it. Driving Pronjinski inside, hit from behind, but no foul call. Rebound underneath for Roy with eight minutes to go. Time is of the essence now for Indy Gilmington. Down 14. Gruen skips it. Top of the circle for Jones. Gets it back to Brooklyn Gruen. Driving right side, leaving it off. Jones actually passes it now to Bria Gruen. She misses the shot. Ball is loose underneath. It's rolling around and scooped up by the Indies. And Makaya Scout, she's going to turn and go. Numbers for her as she gets all the way home. Puts it up and finishes the layup. A strong hand as she finishes left-handed. 48-36, seven and a half to go. Those are the kind of points you need if you're the Indies, if you can get them quick. 12-point Royal lead. Takes it right side, drives to the baseline, puts it up, angles it in. Mara Gruen scores again. 50-36 Royal. 7-10 to go on the game clock. She drives right side, splits the defense, throws it up. They're straight up. No foul call as it goes off the side of the backboard. It's vacuumed up by the Panthers. And it was in no hurry here, up 14 with under seven minutes to play. Mara Gruen takes it to the top, underhand pass, caught by Bria Gruen. Gruen looks inside, takes it to the top of the circle, stops, goes back to the outside. Gruen pulls up the mid-range jumper, missed it to the right. Scout clears it for the Indies. And Scout just going to take it and go herself again. Diagonal pass out in front, caught by Cassidy Dano, and she'll score in transition. And a timeout called by John Zilla to set his defense. 6.37 to play, 50-38. to 38. Royal with the lead here on WHTF. 6.37 left on the game clock. Indy Gilmington trailing Royal 50-38. to 38. They've been behind the whole game. Got it down to five in this half. And now Royal has stretched the lead back out. And now Indy Gilmington needs to force some turnovers and get some quick baskets on the offensive side of the floor. But after that timeout, John Zilla gives himself a chance to set his press here and try and force some turnovers in the backcourt. Royal has an open space down the backcourt if they want to go that way. Instead, they will now go that direction. Wide open is Gruen. She catches Brooklyn Gruen all the way, finishes. They gave up that spot from behind, and you knew it was coming right away as Brooklyn Gruen catches and finishes. In transition, open for three. That's nicely missed it long. Rebound loose, tracked down in the corner by Kayla Rick and gets it away before she fell over. Here comes Mara Gruen in transition, top of the circle. Darts a pass to the left block, goes back outside. Caught and flipped back out front. Three-pointer is up and down as it pinballs home for Bria Gruen. And that could be the dagger potentially for Royal. Indy's in some big trouble. Down a game-high 17 with six minutes left. Pronjinski to answer. Missed it short from the left corner. Out of bounds. Last touched by the Indies and Cassidy Dano. And it's Royal ball with 5.54 to go. 
That'll go as a turnover. Only the seventh in the second half. Both teams playing it much more clean. Pass to the corner, knocked away by Shank. And they'll have to inbound now in the coffin corner now. Royal has only turned it over twice this half. And that's what wins you games in spots like this. Inbounding is Rick right in front of us. They look deep against it. They take the safety valve underneath for Bria Gruen, who has plenty of space in front of her, and will just walk it across the floor. Royal in no hurry, up by 17. They average 58 points a game. They're at 55, running shot inside. It's missed by Bria Gruen, rebounded by the Indies. Here comes Scow in transition, slows it up, passes to the other side. Shake makes the fingertip catch, pumps, drives, gets underneath. A couple of Panthers fall on her, and they're going to get a foul. Uh, and somebody will see who. Ooh. And it's going on Mara Gruen. Fourth foul, Mara Gruen. Good if you're Royal as you're up by 17, but obviously, again, her being off the floor makes a difference, but with 532, I imagine they're going to ride this out. Now Andrew Dolan is going to call a timeout for the Panthers. 532 left on the game clock. Royal up a game high, 17, 55, 38. We're back in 60 seconds on WHT. Indies have the basketball underneath, down 55-38 with five and a half minutes to play. Nasley catches the inbound, goes to Pronchinski in the corner, puts up the three. Shot will count. They're going to get a foul on somebody. I think it's going on Royal, and it is. Brooklyn Gruen had that shot gone. It would have counted because they happened simultaneously. Instead, it's going to be a one-and-one here as Makaya Scott will go to the free-throw line. Foul goes against Brooklyn Gruen, her first, team's seventh. Tried to power through that screen there, and that's what the foul was called. So one and one here for Micaiah Scow. It is up and good. I say, had that shot gone, that would have been maybe the momentum changer the Indies were looking for because then they would have had a chance for a five-point possession, possibly. So they've got one so far, 55-39. Second free throw is good again as it rattles home. Makaya Scow starting to have a good night at the free throw line. 15 points for her in total, but the Indies are down by 15. 55-40 with 5.20 to go. Nearly five minutes away for Royal for their first tight for the regional title in almost 50 years. They drive down the lane. A blocking foul is going to be called as Bria Gruen got in close, and I think they got it on Cassidy Dano, who was not set in time. Now they're going to get, I think they got Scow. Nope, you're right. Cassidy Dano, her second. And this will be a two-shot foul for Bria Gruen. She toes the line. Her free throw is good. So the Gruen sisters all chipping in a great night here. Mara Gruen, I believe, has 20. Bria Gruen now has 14. Brooklyn Gruen with six. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we're pretty close as the second free throw is good. Gruen now up to 15, 57 to 40. Lead back to 17. Bronchitsky gets it to Nisley, rises, fires, and cannot hit the three from the right wing. Rebounded underneath by Brooklyn Gruen. And that one thrown away. Shank comes up with the steal on the outlet pass. Shank goes back. Nisley tries a three. It is up and banked in and out. Looked like that was going in. Ball still loose. Out of bounds. Last touched by Royal with 4.53 left. Time is of the essence now. It is not on the side of Indy Gilmington. Inbound underneath, wide open. Dana whack from behind, but no foul call. And it's Royal Ball. A lot of ball, but might have been some body from behind. 
Royal with the ball, breaks the pressure momentarily. It's tipped now, stolen by Nisley. Arabelle down the lane, puts it up. It is no good, but a blocking foul is called against Royal. And that's going to go on Bria Gruen. I believe that is her fourth. So, Ara and Bria Gruen both with four fouls. So Arabelle Nisley, who had four as well, had that been a charge, that would have been the end of the night for her and possibly her season with 4.37 left. Arabelle's free throw is no good. Missed it to the right. Independence has been better than they normally are from the free throw line, but they just have not been able to string enough stops defensively tonight. Free throw is good by Nisley this time. She's got seven. Indy's leading scorer. Puts in the free throw and goes one out of two. Pass up ahead, deflected. Another dangerous one. Cassidy Dano knocks it out of bounds. It will stay with Royal in the front court. As they say, Mitchell, it is a, still a path, but it is a narrowing path. <laughs> Need everything to break right here in the final four and a half minutes. Indies are at seven fouls total. That's important because the next two they give that are on the ground would be one and ones. Long pass is nearly thrown away. And oh. It went off the noggin of an Indy, and it did. Yes, Shank. Headed that ball out of bounds. A lot of dangerous passes. Royal flirting with some disaster here on their last several passes up the floor. Instead, they go to the sideline, near side this time to inbound it. It goes underneath. That's another dangerous one, but Mara Gruen catches, puts it up, and it's short. Tapped out of bounds. Last off of Royal. Well, surprised the aggression that time by Royal, but the Indies will get it back quickly. Down by 16, 57 41. Now, Independence Gillington got to work with a little urgency here. They were down 12 at halftime, got down to 5, and now down 16. Bronzinski goes inside. Dano had it knocked away from behind by Gracie Stanek. Now, John Zillick inbound play from the sideline. Nisley catches it, almost taken away, dribbles to the left elbow. She shoots it and hits it. Nisley hits the jumper from the free throw line, 57-43. And again, Royal will walk it down the floor. Time is on their side as Gruen brings it across. Dribbles through the pressure. Runs into a trap and is fouled by Pronjinski, who thought she may have gotten chicken wing there by Gruen trying to get the offensive foul against her. Instead, this will be a 1-1 here for Mara Gruen. Addison Pronjinski picking up her there. So 1-1 here for Gruen. Is up and no good. Rebounded by Scow. Indies get another break. Long pass up ahead. Caught by Pronjinski. Keeps the pivot foot down. Passes the other side for Nisley. She drives inside. Forces it up. No good. No foul. Rebound Dano. It's ripped away. Oh. Possession oh. arrow, though, to the Indies. That was very close to being the fifth yes. foul on Mara Grun. Tried to rip that away and said the Indies will keep it in inbound underneath. It'll be Pronjinski. Bronjinski will inbound. You know, he hit a three-pointer here. You're down 11, inch a little bit closer. Look inside, not there. Instead, they go for Scow, who catches back to the corner. Bronjinski's open, and she's got it. Right down the hatch for Addison Bronjinski. Great inbounds play. 57-46, 3.40 to go. Three-quarter court pressure is on again. Gruen going one-on-one -on -one against it. Beats it as he jumps to the head of the floor. Gruen gets it right back after giving up momentarily. Lobs it back to Bria Gruen. Long pass by Bria Gruen into the corner. Brooklyn won't shoot it. Right of the circle. Dribbling Brooklyn Gruen needs some help as she hands it off. They work it back to Mara. Mara dealing with a brief trap. Spins out of it. Gets in close in on the drive. She has reached in from behind and fouled. And again, this will be another one and one. But the last one here for Mara Gruen and Royal. 
That looks like it's going to go against Shank, and that will be... I've got her for four. Free throw is up and good this time for Gruen. Up to 21 for the game, but only six here in the second half. Right on average for the year. Second one is good. This time she is two out of two. 13-point game, 59-46. Pass up ahead. Nisley thought about a quick three. Instead goes inside for Shank. Wheels inside, knocked away. Nisley gets it back, and now she threw it away as it was tipped and stolen by Jones. Pass up ahead for Mara Gruen. Goes all the way, and she finishes the layup. 61-46. Gruen's got the last four. Now the Indies really in crunch time. Inside pass, Daniel goes up, and it is no good, and we got a foul. And we'll see who's going to get that for Royal. I think it's going to be Bria Gruen. If it is, that's her fifth. It is. And Bria Gruen has fouled out with 2.51 to play. And Coach Dolan has 30 seconds to make the decision who he wants to bring in here. But again, comfortable spot up by 15 with 2.51 left. Indies have one timeout left. Royals have three. Or Royal has three, rather. And they're going to bring in Elizabeth Clipstein. Two fifty on the game clock. Ano will two here. She was in the act of shooting. Her free throw is up, and it will roll in. Ano with six. Sixty-one forty-seven. Routine second one is up and it is air ball. Then as a result, Royal got a touch rim to make it a live ball action there, but instead Royal gets the ball back up two scores or two touchdowns rather, with 2:51 left. Fast turnover, so they pick up the court. Inbound goes to Jones, goes back to Clipstein. Clipstein will take it or something. I'll pass it back to Jones, who swipes it past Shank. Shank brings it across the timeline, stops along the sideline. Hands it off. Taking her time is Mara Gruen. Takes it to the right corner. Pivots and passes to the other side. Brooklyn Gruen now goes into the corner. Jones looking to hand it off. Knocks her defender to the deck. I should say she falls over, rather. Pass inside for Gruen. Inside for Stanek, and she lays it in. Gracie Stanek up to seven. 16-point lead for Royal. They're starting to feel it. With 2.20 to go, Scow pumps, takes a long two. Royal will concede that. Shot is missed. Rebound Gruen and a foul going the other way. They're going to get Shank on the rebound. And two more free throws upcoming for Mara Gruen. And that'll be her fourth, Mitchell. And there's blood in the water for Royal, who did not trail at all in this game. It's a complete 180 for what they were in yesterday. They almost never led. Against Blair Taylor, won it by four. Free throw by Gruen is no good, too strong. Different story this time. Went up early. They did not look back. Indy's got down to five, but that's going to look like in post as they'll come. Gruen misses both. Rebound for Scout with 2.10 left. Indy with 2.05 to go. Shank drives and they threw it away. Jones with a steal as she got ahead of the pass. Mara Gruen slow things down. She brings it across the center court line. 1.55 on the clock. Takes it to the right side. Leaves it inside for Stack. Turns around and had her shot blocked out of bounds. It's still loose. Live on the baseline, and we are going to have a tie-up with the possession arrow to the Panthers. With 1.48 left. Next round, they won rather easily against, well, against Plum City Elmwood. Won that game 70-17. to 
Beat Blair Taylor by four yesterday, 48-44. Now are on the verge of putting Indy Gilmington's season to a close as Arabelle Nisley picks off the inbounds pass. Long pass up ahead, caught by Daniel. Goes up, out of control, though. Missed it. Shank, the offensive rebound, tries to go up. And they're going to call a foul. That'll send Nora Shank to the line for two shots. The pass that Daniel turned around and went up at 100 miles an hour and put a little too much English on it. And Nora Shank will get two. And before Rico gets shot here, a timeout is called by Andrew Dawn and Royal. They've got two remaining. We'll step aside because of that. 140 to go. 63-47. Royal on top here on WHTL. 100 seconds left on the clock. Indy Gilmington facing a 16-point deficit. Norris Shank's going to shoot a couple of free throws. The Indies will need some sort of miracle here in the final 100 seconds to force overtime or potentially win it, but they have been behind all game and now in the danger zone. Two free throws upcoming for Norris Shank after she was fouled on a putback opportunity. Her first one is no good, too strong off the heel. Winner of this game will go to Lacrosse Logan to face Cochran Fountain City or Cashton. We'll have a final for you on that one during our post-game show, which follows regulation here. CFC had a 23-12 lead at halftime of that one. Royal lost his two games in the Scenic Bluffs Conference, both to Bangor, who went undefeated in the league this year. They were playing at Fall Creek tonight. Free throw is up and good. Shank makes the free throw, 63-48 with a minute 40 left. Pass deflected by Scout, rolls out to the corner, and because of that, she cannot run the baseline anymore. 15-point game, Indies need a quick turnover. Again, they're going to face up every player for Royal. The backcourt is completely wide open if they go for the home run, but a much tougher angle, though, this time as they put it in the far corner, and it will be Casey Jones to the inbounded. I'm going to try and defend that part, but they're going to send somebody deep here. You figure there it goes, going downfield for Stanek, and she catches it. Pass, though, is deflected by Nisley. It'll go out of bounds. Had that not actually been touched, I think that was going to go out through the sideline. And so Royal gets in the front court. Four seconds come off the clock. Now you got to foul and uh, play the free throw. Extend this game as long as you can. Inbound goes to Mara Gruen. And they're not fouling right now, and the white flag is going up here for John Zilla. He has sent five players to the scores table with 90 seconds to go as Royal is going to march their way to the sectional semifinals, their first regional title in almost 50 years. They haven't fouled yet. A minute 15 to go pass inside for Jones. Collides with the body. It's no good. Still loose. Got her own miss. Got tripped up. Still no foul call. Goes back inside. Brooklyn Gruen skips it out for Clipstein. Clipstein tangled up. A foul is given by Arabelle Nisley, and that will do it for Nisley, and you would presume on the season, but I think almost kind of a little intentional to get the subs in as well. And Nisley's fouled out, and they will bring her out first. Someone's got to come in for her. They're going to send in all five, but I believe only one is allowed to come in technically, but they're going to allow all five to come out here, and the lone senior, Addison Pronjinski, We'll get several hugs on her way back to the bench. And this is an indie team that is certainly built for the future, accomplishing a lot with this tremendous class they have this year. But it's kind of come to the end of the road this year, but they will be back. Rico by Klipstein is no good. It's two shots here as it's no good off to the left. All right, several faces in there for the Indies for the final 66 seconds. 
One more to come at the line for Elizabeth Klipstein. And she picks it up. That one is good. Gives her her first point of the night. It'll be Avery Halama to bring it down for the Indy. She stops and passes right to Catherine Kampa. Kampa drives into the corner. She gets trapped, tries to go underneath, and nearly threw it away trying to get to Anna Kent, and she does. And now Kent will give the foul with 53 seconds left. And now here comes substitutions for Royal. And the 53 ticks remaining. Two shots at the line coming up for Klipstein once more. Royal, who's had a tremendous season and then nearly came to a screeching halt yesterday, but they persevered, came back from 15 down in the first half, 10 at halftime. And they're going to turn that around quickly and move on here tonight as Clipstein makes the free throw, and here come five new Panthers or four new Panthers with one more at the scores table yet. 65-48, largest lead of the night for the Panthers. Free throw by Klipstein is in and out. No good. Rebound is secured by Avery Halama. Halama rushes it down the floor. Gets it ahead to Catherine Kampa. Kampa back at the top. Gets it over to Halama. Halama back to Kampa. Long two is put up and banked in. It's good for Catherine Kampa. And it's 65-50 with 35 seconds to play. And Kronekli brings it down. Passes left. And they'll hold it here for the moment for Klipstein. Klipstein dribbles a few times and now passes over, and we're going to travel here. Honestly, now it's the end of the world if you're Royal, get your last sub into the game as Kayla Rick is in. She was waiting at the scores table for the next stoppage after that, and now a couple more subs for the Indies are in the game. Sarah Ruskis, along with Nancy Maldonado-Ortiz. We'll come in to finish this one up for the final 26 seconds. Inside pass for Kampa, dribbles around, gives it off to Anna Kent. The freshman dribbles, needs some help, dribbles one time and throws it off the leg of a Panther. This will roll into the backcourt. They're stationary leg, they call it that time, so they let that play on with 14 seconds to go. Kent will bring it down for the final 10 seconds. Post game going to follow us as soon as the clock expires. Indy's trying to put up some points in their final possession. They won't. They turn it over a little too high for Maldonado Ortiz, and it goes back to Royal with seven seconds to go. It's been a long time coming, but for the first time since 1977, the Royal Panthers are regional champs. They are on to sectionals with a 65-50 win over Independence Gilmington. A wire-to-wire victory as they get it done, and the two-seed is moving on. And the season comes to a tough end for the upstart Independence Gilmington Indies as they go through the handshake line. 65-50 the final. We're back with the postgame in just a couple of minutes here on WHTL. Welcome into the postgame show here from Royal High School. It is a final here in the regional final matchup. The Royal Panthers top the Independence Gilmington Indies 65-50. Their first regional title in 47 years as they'll advance to Lacrosse Logan as the number two seed. For the sectional semifinal matchup where they will face Cochrane Fountain City, who defeated conference rival Cashton for Royal, that is, 48-22. They outscored them 25-10 in the second half to win that one. So CFC will face Royal in a battle of the top two seeds coming on Thursday of next week at Lacrosse Logan. As for us, Royal with a 15-point win. They jumped out early. They never look back and go wire-to-wire -to -wire tonight for the title. 
Yeah, you know, early in the second half, it looked like Indy Gilmanton was poised to make it a game, but then things righted. Both teams cut down on the turnover substantially, and I think that was key for uh, for both teams. And credit the Indies. They were down big first half, got it down to five in the second half, but ultimately that was as close as they could get as they end up falling by 15 when it's all said and done. Yeah, we'll take a look at the uh, final statistics first for the uh, Indies of Independence Gilmanton. Uh, Annabelle Nisley, uh, she had six points in the second half to go with the four in the first. Finished with ten points, one of two from the free, th free throw line. Uh, she did foul out in this game. Uh, Anna Kent, no points, picked up a foul in some limited action. Addison Pronchinski, uh, three three-pointers early in that second half. Uh, that was part of the reason that they pulled, to, I think, within five points yep. at one point. She finishes the night with nine points, two fouls. Nora Shank, six points in the first half, held to one free throw. That was her only point in the second half. One of two free throw shooting, she ends up with seven. Shauna Dano chipped in with three points in the second half, six for the game, two of six from the free throw line. Catherine Campa uh, gets a basket to finish with two points with some late game action. Uh, Cassidy Dano, uh, one field goal in the second half, finishes on the night with two and two fouls. And Micaiah Scow, leading scorer for the Indies, uh, pretty even first and second half splits. She had seven points in the second half, 15 for the game, four of six from the free throw line. For Royal, who advances to that sectional semifinal, Gracie Stanek had five points in the second half, finishes the game with eight of two from the line. Elizabeth Klipstein, uh, she finished with two of four from the free throw line, two points overall. Uh, Brooklyn Gruen, four points in the second half, two of two from the line, finishes the game with six. Casey Jones had a nice uh, first half. Uh, she was pouring it in early, held it just a one three-pointer, finishes the uh, game with 11 points. Bria Gruen did fall out, but not before she scored 10 big second-half points, three of four from the line, and she finishes the game with 15. And for Mara Gruen, the All-Stater from Royal, she added nine points in the second half, 15 in the second half, 24 for the night. The only hole in her game tonight was the free-throw shooting, Mitchell, four of 11 from the line, or it could have been even worse. Left some points at the line, and possibly could have had 30 when it was all said and done, yeah. considering the points she left off the table. But nonetheless, Royal wins it 65-50. to 50. One last break for us, and when we come back, Napa Auto Parts Performance Player of the Game after this on WHTO. Oh. Back to wrap things up here from Royal High School, 65-50. The Panthers defeat Independence Gilmington to move on to the sectional semifinal round where they will face Cochrane Fountain City at Lacrosse Logan. And now time for tonight's Napa Auto Parts Performance Player of the bank of the game, and here is Dave Carlson with that. Well, I think this is a no-brainer. It's got to be Mara Gruen. Despite uh, those free-throw misses, she uh, really dominated the game early, set the tone in running up that big lead. She uh, finishes with 24 points. Uh, honorable mention, obviously, could go to Bria Gruen with uh, 15, but we'll go with Mara Gruen, the All-Stater, uh, with the outstanding performance in this ballgame. And with the season on the line and a chance to win your first regional title in 47 years, she, in fact, delivered with a huge game here tonight. 
We're next back on the air on Tuesday night. Dave will be with Butch in Osseo Fairchild as the Thunder host the Mondovi Buffaloes in a 5-12 matchup in Division 4 to get our boys basketball coverage underway for the postseason. 6.30 opening, or 6.30 pregame, rather, 7 o'clock opening tip here on WHTL. Otherwise, that is all for us tonight. One last time, your final score, the Royal Panthers 65, Independence Gilmington Indies 50. For my partner, Dave Carlson, Mitchell Spelt saying so long and good night here from Elroy. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday, everyone. We will talk to you next week. Good night. We hope you enjoyed tonight's game between Independence Gilmington and Royal. Our game was brought to you by Independence State Bank, AMPI, Arcadia Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, Starwood Raptors, SNS Wood Products, Intech, Strum Locker, Feedy Well Drilling, Arcadia Credit Union, Central Builder Supply, Gross Motors, Gunderson Tri-County Rehabilitation Services, Midwest Natural Gas, Pank Chiropractic Relief and Wellness Center, Riverland Energy, Stockman's of Osseo, Tricor Insurance, Osseo Automotive, Tri-County Communications, Simmons Roofing, Wamney State Bank, Mondovi Insurance, Bushy's Meat Market, G-Mart, Lebo's, Matchy's Chimney Rock Septic Service, Donna Mays Panther Cafe, Everton Tax Service, Alliance Bank, Napa on Mondovi, Eagle Peak Processing, Old Mill Hair Salon and Tanning, Edison Funeral Home, Brightside Electric, JoJo's Drive-In, Co-op Credit Union, Mondovi Hardware, Adam Street Laundry, Pro Country Auction Service, Tammy Simmons, your Remax Realtor, Mollus Insurance Agency, Peeler Oil, Ruby Glass Cafe, Reedy Concrete Construction, Napa Parts Performance of Blair and Independence. This has been a presentation of WHL Sports. Join us Tuesday for Boys High School Basketball Action as the Osseo Fairchild Thunder take on the Mondovi Buffaloes on your hometown location for high school sports. Now back in the greatest hits in Wisconsin's heartland on 102.3 WHTL. WHTL.